When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Thursday, September 12, 2019. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Call 317-849-2933. Make an appointment to see Dr. Mike O'Neill. Best dentist I've ever gone to, and I'm going to see him tomorrow. I got an appointment tomorrow, and I'm looking forward to it. Can you believe it that I am looking forward to a dental appointment? You will, too, if you do business with Today's Dentistry and Dr. Mike O'Neill. His staff, they're empathetic, they're friendly, they're professional. They take really good care of you. It's efficient. If you like to make efficient use of your time, today's dentistry is your place. 317-849-2933. I came down to Bloomington this morning to talk to Jeremy Gray's class on sports media management. And that deals with a lot of things. Whether you want to work for a franchise or in media, you've got to know how to manage, and you've got to know kind of the landscape of sports and media. And so we talked about that. I ran sport, or the programming departments for sports uh, radio stations, and a lot of the things that we talked about, you know what, they're universal to tell you the truth. The lessons that you learn in managing sports media entities are, are universal. And so some of the questions that were asked of me is, and we'll go through some of these because I think they're kind of interesting and there's some anecdotes attached to them that at least I find somewhat entertaining and sort of illustrative of, of how sports media works. Um, how do you hire people? How do you hire talent? The way you hire talent is that you've got to look for it. You've got to be a good listener. You've got to know good talent when you see it and when you hear it. And then the timing's got to be right to go access that person and bring them in to whatever entity you manage. And uh, one of the examples, and Jeremy Gray in that course this morning, in that classroom, he gave three. I said, I've hired three really interesting people. I would argue that I've hired more than that, but let's talk about Dan Dockich, who's one of them. Why, and a lot of people ask me this, why did you hire Dan Dockich? And I'll tell you why. 
Uh, I've known Dan for 30 years. We met here at the Peanut Barrel uh, on Walnut Street. It's now a Brothers on Walnut, right across the street from the Bluebird. We used to come down after uh, graduation. We came down for the Little 500. So Little 500 weekend, we go to the uh, Peanut Barrel. This is Polly Balls to myself, and there's Dan. So Bill being Bill, he's a uh, or Polly being Polly, he's a very friendly sort, and so he introduces himself to Dan. They had met at a party while both were students here, and uh, we spent a little bit of time together. Then the next day we see him at the villas, and he couldn't be more friendly and more hospitable. We had a great time, and we all stayed in touch following that. When he got the job at Bowling Green, he had a TV show called Falcon Basketball with Dan Dockich on Fox Sports Ohio. This was an interesting show. This was Dan all Dan, right? And I watch. I would watch every week. And one week, I'm watching the show, and he tells his host, he's got a guy, like Chuck Marlowe used to do the Bob Knight show. He's got a guy. And so the guy is about to ask him questions, and Dan said, you know, I've been thinking about this, this segment where you, we do this Q&A and you ask me questions. And every day I come over and I try to think of the questions you're going to ask, and i got to tell you the truth. My questions to me are always more interesting than your questions to me. So today we're going to do Dan Asks Dan. I'm asking myself questions. You just sit there and enjoy yourself. I'm going to do the heavy lifting today. Here are the questions that I want answered. And then he would ask the questions of himself. And I thought to myself then, my son and I, we would watch Falcon basketball with Dan Dockich. And I said, Ryan, there is a guy who does not like boredom. He does not like tedium. What he likes to do is what energizes him. He likes to talk about those things in which he has great interest. This, as elementary as that sounds, is not entirely common among radio show hosts. All right, Dan, what Dan exhibited there is an impatience that's really, really important in radio. And so after the show, I called Dan, or the next time I talked to him, I said, dude, anytime you want a job in radio, you call me, and I'll hook it up. So Dan calls after the Indiana debacle where he replaced Kelvin Sampson and then he was then replaced by Tom Crean. He called me. We had just launched 1070 The Fan a couple of months before. And he said, hey, remember that conversation where you said, if you ever want a job in radio, give me a call? Well, I'm giving you that call. And I said, here we go. I, I got an opening. We are going to take Colin Cowherd off the radio station because he just doesn't suit Indianapolis. We need a local guy. You would be perfect. Let me run it by Tom Severino. Tom Severino at the time was the market manager. So I went to Tom. Dan had been an intern at Tom's radio station back in the day, back when he was at Wire Radio. And most importantly, Dan had been entertaining as hell in this building at Simon Scott Assembly Hall at like a basketball tip-off dinner that Indiana had. It was Kelvin Sampson. I think they had Wayne Radford, if I'm not mistaken. And then Dan. And Kelvin doesn't like public speaking, so he didn't... He, talked for like 20 seconds, and he said, you guys want to hear Dan Dockage stories anyway. So he brought Dan up, and for 45 minutes, Dan was great. He was entertaining. He was compelling. He was terrific, a natural communicator and a natural entertainer. And so because he did that, and because of his internship at Wire, when I went into Tom's office and I said, hey, Dan Dockage, how about, what do you think about him from 10 to 1? Tom was like, do it. If Dan, so this is kind of the, the moral of the story is always say yes to stuff. 
All right. If somebody says you want to do this, you say yes, because you never know who's paying attention. You never know who in that audience, whether it's on the radio, if it's social media, whatever, who can make your dream come true. Somebody might be in a position to do that. In this instance, I didn't have to sell Tom at all on the idea to hire Dan Dockich because he had experienced Dan. He knew why Dan was going to be a good host. So the selling up to management about Dan took about five seconds, and we got the deal done almost immediately, and right out of the crate, he was really, really, really good. And then, kind of the cherry on top, this had nothing to do with me, Dan does a game at Butler as an analyst, a TV game, some guy affiliated with ESPN and does the hiring for ESPN, he's watching a game down in Charlotte, North Carolina, just happens to stumble into it. He calls Dan right after the game and says, hey, you're really good. We want to do business with you. And off he went. Off he was to the races, living his dream. That's how it works when it works really, really well. It's all about timing. But that timing is facilitated by people who say yes and by people who work really hard. Dan works hard. Dan pays attention. Dan is a really good listener. Dan will not allow his show to become boring. I hear radio hosts all the time who think that the job is making the needles bounce. As long as you're making noise, you're doing your job. That's not it. You've got to be compelling. You've got to be entertaining. You've got to be well-informed. You have to have a well-honed perspective. And Dan did. And Dan always does. And that's the reason for Dan's success. He, uh, they also asked, Jeremy did, about Michael Grady. Michael is now with the Yes Network. He does sideline stuff for Brooklyn Nets games. He's working with the Yankees during Yankee games. Michael Grady, a really, really good broadcaster, and here's how he got hired. All right, he was a student at Vincennes University having graduated from Warren Central High School. My phone rings, and it's Michael. And Michael says he's interested in working at WIBC. This was unusual. I did not get a lot of calls from people who wanted to work at WIBC. That did not happen every day. And so I, I needed two things from a prospective employee at WIBC in the role of being a board operator. I needed somebody who could take instructions and people who could tell time. That's it. That's all you have to do. We can train the rest. So I told Michael, I said, look, I can't talk to you right now, which was actually a lie. Uh, but if you call me, at 3 o'clock on Tuesday, next Tuesday, we'll talk and we'll figure something out. So I waited at my desk Tuesday at 3 o'clock. Boom, right at 3 o'clock. Phone rings. It's Michael. He was punctual, and he showed he could take instruction, so I hired him. And then from that point on, Michael worked hard. He never called in sick. Whenever I needed him to do something a little bit extra, he did it. And... He was really good at everything that he did. Michael was a yes-sayer and a hard-working guy. And what that meant was that I, as a manager, could trust him. So that when we were going to launch 1070 The Fan, and move WIBC to the FM at 93.1 where it is now, and, and launch 1070 The Fan as an all-sports station, Tom Severino asked me, he said, okay, what do you do first if you're the program director? I said, I hire Michael Grady as my executive producer. And he said, why? And I said, because he will do what he is asked to do in the way he is asked to do it as well as he possibly can. And that's all I ask from these guys. He got hired in, kept saying yes to things, 
uh, said yes to being the play-by-play guy for the Wooden Tradition. One time when I had never even heard him do play-by-play, I just wanted to keep testing him to see what he couldn't do, see how far we could push Michael to see where like his, his, his breaking point was. He did the play-by-play. I sat right next to him, and he was beautiful during the entire program. Two games, well-prepared, did an excellent job, and he showed himself to be a guy who was worthy of even more trust. Then he goes with uh, he goes on the air with Big Joe Stasniak. He was also the imaging voice on uh, 1070 The Fan, and I thought he did a tremendous job. Anyway, does the show with Big Joe. The timing is right for him to make the move to the Yes Network, and he does. And you know what? His dreams came true. That's the way it works. And and so the moral of the story is as far as sports media management and sports media employment and all that, you say yes and work really hard. And eventually, the cogs in the machine are going to click into the right sequence and your timing is going to be perfect. But you've got to say yes all the time and it may take years. I think I hired Michael in like 2004 and it was in 2008, actually late 2007, when he was made full-time, and I, it could have been 2003 that I hired him, but he was very patient. He waited it out. He was in his 20s. He kept working hard. He kept saying yes to the point where, like on a Saturday night when the overnight board op would call in or the weather was bad, she had to drive down from Anderson, Indiana uh, for the job. I'd call Michael and say, Michael, can you give me a couple hours behind the board uh, while I figure this out? Diana can't come in. He'd come in, no questions asked. He'd do it every time. He always said yes. Another question was asked, and I thought that this was a cool question. And, and show, Because one of the things you've got to do as a sports media manager is you've got to manage the partnerships that you engage in with uh, sports entities, sports franchises like the Colts, the Pacers, uh, Indiana, Butler, Purdue, uh, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, among those. Also, the Indians, sure, the Indy 11, of course. Um, But the question was asked about the Andrew Luck thing. And would I have handled that any different? And I think that the way I answered the question was, I believe that the Colts would handle it different if they were presented with this, this issue again. What we have heard is that Andrew Luck told the team on Thursday that he planned to retire, but he wanted to wait until Sunday to have a press conference announcing it. The Colts wanted it to happen on Friday. This is what I've heard. What happened, we know, Adam Schefter uh, informed everybody of Andrew Luck's retirement. He did that on Saturday night during the third preseason game against the Chicago Bears. The fans didn't like it. People think that the Colts fans were classless for booing because they believe that they were booing Andrew Luck. The fans were not booing Andrew Luck. The fans were booing the Colts for not coming clean and telling the truth to them directly. We had to hear it from Adam Schefter. So anyway, would the Colts do it differently? And I said, hell yes, they would. What we have heard they would have liked to have done is have Andrew announce it the next day on Friday. But Andrew wanted to bring his family in and do it Sunday. So the Colts acquiesced to Andrew Luck's wishes to do it on Sunday, allow him to make that announcement in his own time. Well, what do we know about an untold story? If there is a story, if there is an interesting fact, like Andrew Luck is retiring, that story demands to be told, all right? And it will be told. And the longer you resist telling it, 
the greater the risk that the, you're going to lose control of the story and somebody is going to find out and then somebody's going to report it. And that's exactly what happened. With every minute that, that passes, the media relations people sweat their asses off because they know that Adam Schefter is really good at finding out exactly that kind of information. You've got to have the announcement be as close to the knowledge, the discovery of the knowledge, as possible, or you really run the risk of what happened to the Indianapolis Colts happening, and that is losing control of the story and having it be released outside the control of your organization. That is no good. That does not work. Nobody wants that, and that's exactly what happened to the Colts. And I think if the Colts went through that again, if somehow or another there was a similarly significant story, they would tighten up that time between discovery and announcement. That's how they would make the change. That's how I would make the change. I think anybody with a brain would do that because you have got to control your own narrative. And if you don't, you're going to lose the trust of your fan base or you risk losing the trust of your fan base. That is key. And, and as I was talking about management with these eager uh, students from Indiana University, these sports media management students in Jeremy Gray's class at Franklin Hall. And by the way, we did not have a Franklin Hall if you are a sports media person and you look at what you went through and then you look at Franklin Hall, these are completely different classrooms. Very, very odd. But the thing that was most, uh, we'll get to the other thing in a minute, but the thing that was most impressive to me is you can lean back in the desks now. There's like a hinge so you can lean back. You don't have to tilt the desk back and risk falling over. It's got a, it's got a kind of a reclined thing. How cool is that? That's unbelievable. So, um, Anyway, what we were talking about in the end, we were talking about trust. What is the best way to manage? The best way to manage is through trust. It's through transparency. If you try to manage your way through a problem and you do it with duplicity and deceit, you know what? That problem isn't going away. That problem is still hanging over the organization. If you are transparent and you tell people what the shot is, They'll forgive a lot. And, and that's true in managing within a business. That's true with managing within the media. If you start to hold things from the media, if you try to lie to the media, then the media thinks it's really fun to catch you in a lie, and all of a sudden that relationship changes, and it becomes much more difficult to manage for you. If you're transparent, they forgive. If you're transparent within an organization, employees will forgive. If you're an employee dealing with a manager and you're transparent and you cop to whatever the problem is or whatever the issue is, you know what? You've got a really good chance to survive because you're honest. And people want to deal with honest people. They want to deal with transparent people. That, they will, they will forgive mistakes that are transparently copped to. They will not forgive deceit. Because with deceit, you can't trust that the next time something happens, the person is going to respond correctly or that you're even going to find out about the problem and you've got to find out about the problem if you're going to correct the problem. Being a manager in, middle, in, in, in the media, unless you sign the checks, what you've got to do, you've got to manage up and you've got to manage down. And it can be a lonely, lonely existence because all the people see, all your staff sees, they really they understand your relationship with them, but what they see are the mistakes. 
It's like being a coach. Does anybody applaud Joe Madden when he uses the bullpen correctly? No, they don't. Does anybody applaud a manager when he puts together a schedule correctly? No. They say, well, it's just logical that it would have happened this way. And maybe it is. But when a manager makes a mistake, that is held against him, and that chip goes on the scale on the side of screwball. And you get enough chips on the screwball side, you're going to get fired. There are maybe three managers in Major League Baseball better at that gig, maybe, than Joe Madden. And at the end of this season, unless the Cubs get their heads out of their asses, Joe Madden is going to be not fired, but they're going to allow his contract to expire. How about that? That is how hard it is to be a middle manager. But to do it, you've got to be transparent, and you've got to be accommodating to those you answer to, and you've got to show your skill level, and you've got to put together some tactical advantages that people can point to and say, see, I told you he was a smart guy. The thing about middle management and the loneliness is that when you do something with upper management that benefits the rank and file, benefits the regular staff, right? You can't run around and tell the staff what you did. They have no idea. If you stand up in the middle of a budget meeting and you say, no, 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 as, as upper management wants to become more efficient and they want to uh, kind of strip uh, a, couple of, uh, a couple of people in your workforce and you pound on the table and you say, no, you cannot let this guy go. And you save their jobs. You can't walk outside that meeting and say, boy, did I save your ass. You can't do that. What happens in those rooms has got to stay in those rooms. And so what you get, you get all the blame for what goes on with people's careers, and you get none of the credit for what goes on. You get none of the credit for them maintaining their jobs, even if you save their jobs, because that's not your place to tell, and it's nobody's place to know. And that makes it lonely. But it's a great challenge. It's fun. Dealing with the partners is interesting. You you occasionally deal with prickly uh, partners. You occasionally deal with great partners more often than not. And the job itself and getting into sports media management is really rewarding overall. But there are some ways to get into it and ways to behave within it that absolutely need to be respected and need to be followed, and there are things to avoid, and we talked about all of them today. And then guess what? In this class next Thursday, guess who's talking to them? The great Eddie White. And anybody in that class who doesn't show up for Eddie White's dissertation on sports media, and anyone in that class who does not introduce themselves to Eduardo after his presentation, they're crazy because Eddie's the kind of guy with the kind of contacts who can make dreams come true. So next week, they get to hear from Eddie. This week, they got to hear from me. Who knows who else is talking to this group of people, but Jeremy Gray, as always, doing an absolutely fantastic job in the realm of sports media down here in Bloomington and then in the classroom as well, educating the kids who are going to leave here and go into this great business. Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent. You know, I saw Justin Smith as he walked into uh, Assembly Hall, and he looked good. I don't know why he wouldn't, but I thought, hmm, he looks pretty good. I don't know whether he's a little bit thinner. I don't know what it is, but I thought he looked really good. And and you see guys around here. I walk around here, see Deron Davis. I saw Archie Miller. Uh, You see guys around this place. And I'm looking out the window toward Briscoe. 
and toward the uh, the alumni center. I don't see anybody out there now, or we'd talk to them. But uh, the work being done to prepare for this year's Indiana basketball team, that's being done right now, and the work being done. You know what? When November comes, we're going to see it. The work, if it isn't done, we're going to see that too. Anyway, we'll talk about it tomorrow morning on Breakfast with Kent on Facebook Live at 8 o'clock, straight up 8 o'clock, and then on Periscope Live at about 8.15. It's a show so nice we do it twice. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Give them a call, 317-849-2933. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.